Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Let's Talk Loyalty is inviting you to come and join us to talk all about loyalty. We want to know what are the biggest challenges you face to capture the loyalty of your customers as we approach 2023. In partnership with Collinson, Let's Talk Loyalty is planning a live session on LinkedIn to talk about creating customer loyalty in the year ahead. I'm inviting all of you listening to share with me the burning questions and key topics you'd like to hear us cover in a live discussion. Simply drop me an email it's Paula at letstalkloyalty.com. Then we'll pick the most popular ideas and questions and talk them through on our Let's Talk Loyalty live event this November, powered by Collinson. My email address again is Paula at letstalkloyalty.com. Please do send over your questions and ideas and then join us as we talk loyalty live together for the first time. Hello and welcome to episode 281 of Let's Talk Loyalty. Today's episode features an incredibly exciting health tech idea that is taking the world by storm. Sweatcoin was the world's most downloaded health and fitness app in the first half of 2022, based on the simple idea of rewarding its users just for walking. It sounds too good to be true but Sweatcoin's business model and scale are delivering exactly that. Based on their understanding of human behavioral economics, Sweatcoin has combined the power of instant gratification with longer-term health benefits to create consistent behavior change at truly extraordinary scale. Joining me today to explain Sweatcoin and its business model is Jessica Butcher, MBE. Jessica is the Acting Chief Marketing Officer for the Sweatcoin app and what they are calling the Sweat Economy, which is the world's first cryptocurrency minted by movement. I hope you enjoy hearing all about this idea, which uses the principles of commercial loyalty programs to drive behavior that promises to make us all both healthier and wealthier. So, Jessica, long time no speak. Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. I'm lovely to be here, Paula. Oh, my goodness. You look exactly the same as when we worked together. And I daren't even think about how many years ago that was. I know. Depressing, isn't it? Totally. Three children later and a, and a bad white wine habit. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, you're looking all the better for it. So um, very excited to dive into what you're working on these days. So, um, by context, I suppose I'll just mention for the audience that I was reading an article about Starbucks and their upcoming FNT, uh, pardon me, NFT announcement. And literally Sweatcoin was mentioned in the same uh, context. So had a quick look at Sweatcoin and your name came up and I was thrilled to bits. So we're going to talk a lot about this um, very inspirational project that you're working on, a profitable business in its own right. But before we get into all of the Sweatcoin stuff, Jessica, you know, I always love to know everyone's favorite loyalty program. So please do tell me, what is your current favorite loyalty program? 
Um, I'm going to be very boring and, and talk as a mother of three children and as a, a, an avid user of Tesco's uh, simply because the Tesco club card uh, reward system is probably the one that I hit up, you know, on a, on a regular, almost biweekly basis. I need it for inspiration. It's very, very easy to get caught in a rut and it furnishes me with lots of offers for things that not only make a difference to my budget, but also give me inspiration for different things to put in the uh, in the order each week. So I, I max that out to the hilt. There was one other I was going to mention actually, because it's a bit more, it's a bit more innovative. It's the, um, it's the uh, postcard photo app uh, called, um, oh, forgotten it now, Touch. Uh, t- do you know it? I know the concept actually. It may be that Touch there's note. more than one. What's it called? Touch note. Okay. So I was sending the occasional postcard to people as thank you notes through touch note and they upgraded me through their rewards mechanism into a, uh, a, a subscriber, which now means that I'm buying my credits on a monthly basis, which mm. actually incentivizes me to want to send these postcards more and not just for birthdays, but for thank yous or little pick me ups to friends. So I thought that was a really lovely way in wow. which I upsold but yeah. very willingly, willingly so because it changed my behaviors and it's made me a more considerate person totally you know I often say I want to be upsold I actually you know I value things that save my time make me feel like a better person so I absolutely love that idea uh, Jessica so I'll definitely go and check it out And you've reminded me of a concept I saw, and it was only uh, briefly um, in Switzerland. Uh, My husband is Swiss and uh, somebody who had just been at our wedding had sent a postcard to his parents, which sounds like what you're talking about there, Jessica, in that it's, it's one of our wedding photos. But they also had the actual stamp was made out of one of their personal photos. This is the company. It's it's that one. And I love that. I always put a picture of my child crying on the stamp, like a really ugly picture on the stamp just because it amuses me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So we'll forgive you for the Tesco Club card, much as we love Tesco Club card. And clearly that's where the actual value is um, in terms of transactions week to week and absolutely building your own, I suppose, engagement with something that has to be done. So, you know, we can't dismiss exactly all the wonderful work of Club Card, but I love this touch note. So I'm going to be experimenting. So you've shown then clearly straight away you have a passion for innovation. And so Sweatcoin is perhaps one of the most innovative ideas I think that so many of us have seen in recent years. So I think it's actually just let's start at the beginning, if you don't mind, Jessica. Will you tell us exactly what is Sweatcoin and maybe just start with its origin story, where the the whole idea came from? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for context, I've been with the company for um, just over a year, and um, I joined as a consultant actually when I was approached by the two founders. And it was from then that I got this origin story, and I was just staggered as this story un- uh, evolved. And they mm-hmm. told me uh, the context and, and background behind what they built. Um, so three founders came together six, I think, nearly seven years ago now with this just problem that they were really concerned about, which is the sort of growing obesity and health crisis that we're seeing across the world. Mm. You know, everything has conspired in modern life now to towards convenience, towards ease, 
and towards sedentary and unhealthy lifestyles. You know, we are carb cultures. We are junk food cultures. And indeed, all the innovation that we've seen within technology on the consumer side is trying to save us time, save us physical effort. You know, Mm. and indeed, home working has exacerbated this further post-COVID. And we are just not moving enough which is why, you know, obesity is now a bigger problem in many parts of the world than malnutrition. And we all realize it in our own, in our own daily lives. And and the founders felt this very keenly themselves. Uh, Oleg tells a lovely story of watching that cartoon with his kids. I think it's called Wally, Mm -hmm. Wally, Mm -hmm. where, you know, the human race has become these immobile blobs. Oh my God. um, (laughs) That have to get carried everywhere because, Funny and as jokey as that was, you know, that really is is the situation now. And it's incredibly concerning because, of course, our our health impacts not just um, ourselves, uh, our our physical health, our life expectancy, our ability to move and do things, um, but also our, our emotional and mental health. You know, simply the getting out there and getting the heart pumping is so imperative. And what we've seen is obviously the fitness and health industry has evolved to an extent that it's booming. And there's huge amounts of money being spent on premium apps and Pelotons and Mm. expensive leisure wear and gym memberships. And yet the easiest thing in the world is is walking, perhaps the least thing of all, but simply uh, moving more. Um, and so brainstorming this together, they came up with the idea of um, using a behavioral nudge. Um, and the analogy that uh, Oleg and Anton use is that you know we wanted to create something that was to movement and walking what the orgasm is to reproduction. Oh. So that's kind of a funny analogy. Yes. But obviously... Were the orgasm not to exist, would the human race exist? You know, it's providing that sort of immediate reason to want to procreate. Yes. Um, And of course, movement and exercise doesn't provide that immediate gratification, you know, because the results or the benefits of movement are so far removed from the immediate pain or fatigue that is caused by exercise. We wanted to create a behavioral, more immediate nudge to get people moving more. And that was where the idea for Sweatcoin was born, to create a currency ultimately that could be earned via steps and to do so in the most ubiquitous device of all, the mobile phone, as mm. opposed to an expensive wearable or a Peloton or, or, or a gym that you know you, you had to, to check into and, and invest that time and money in. We all have, 95% of the globe now has smartphones. If those steps can be counted within your pocket and you can accrue a currency for that, mm. then you feel that instant, immediate, oh, I got I got 10 sweat coins for today's hard work. And yeah. then could go into the in-app marketplace that uh, Sweatcoin evolved uh, to be able to spend that currency. Um, so that was that was the idea, sort of the behavioral science of incentives and, yeah. and rewards for mm-hmm simply moving more. Uh, it's an incredible idea. And as I'm sure I'll come on to real, you know, has certainly been borne out uh, mm. in the success that they've had to date. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful story, Jessica. Um, and I think a lot of people maybe within, say, for example, private companies 
have um, have done versions of this, but I think the fact that you've made it universally available, free of charge to, as you said, the entire world, um, with both the benefits of what we would say, I suppose, in the loyalty industry of, yes, instant gratification, but also constant gratification. So I just downloaded it today. So forgive me, I'm, you know, brand new on my journey. But I did a podcast yesterday, again, just in the personal development space with exactly your point, Jessica, talking about the importance of walking for mental health, for ideas, for purely getting away from my desk. And you can probably hear of a slight cold at the moment. And it's probably because I haven't been doing that, you know, certainly in this part of the world, Dubai in summertime doesn't inspire me to go out walking. But I do think the fact that you've made it um, so easy to understand, so tangible, and clearly there is a business model, which I'm going to come on to next. I'm curious to know how that works. But I think the simplicity, dare I say it, is perhaps what has been the reason for your incredible success so far. Absolutely. I mean, the simplicity of what has been offered and the ease and the fact that it's free yeah, you know, is almost has been a challenge to the business, though, because it has created this perception of it being too good to be true. Yeah. You know, people can tend to be a little suspicious of um, getting something for free. Mm. And yet that is genuinely what um, our app enables. You know, it, it is free to download. Um, you know, you accrue your steps, the mm-hmm. sweat coin appear within your in-app wallet, and mm-hmm. then you get to redeem them within uh, the products and services, both physical and digital within the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And it is profitable. And the reason, of course, why it's profitable is because you have an active audience of users um, that the brands that, that that put their products and services within that marketplace can expose them to. Mm. Um so this is all marketing it, and in many ways it's all attention economy marketing but yeah. it's it's opted into you know it is not something that is appearing on their periphery you yes. know as they're trying to click through it and go forward onto the actual video that they want to watch or that's flashing up or that they happen to pass at a bus stop yeah you know, this this is a form of of um presence for these brands that is actually requested that yeah. is opted into um and and done so at scale mm. so you know it's it's a really lovely meeting of the different agendas that makes sense for the user and makes sense for the brand and indeed enjoys very high conversion as a result of that it's mm. a slightly unusual form of marketing because it's not it doesn't tend to sit within a CPC or um, or CPA to that extent, because yeah. in order for the brands and um, and product partners that we work with to sit within the marketplace, they have to be offering something tangible for mm-hmm. which the sweat coins are valuable. So, so there needs to be something of an exclusive nature. We're not hoovering up affiliate schemes and putting the products within the marketplace. Every deal is thought through from the perspective of something unique and valuable that the user can redeem something that they have accrued that has mm. a, a value to them. Yeah. So, and there's been a huge amount of work done by our value team, which is the team that looks after um, the marketplace uh, that we have in app in order to, to do that. And indeed, we've developed other product lines. So we have uh, we have a auction uh, site so that you can actually bid your sweat coins for different things to try and get things interactive and engaging. And obviously those rewards mm. can be very, very high value, uh, mm. but you, you bid for them. And we also have a lovely strand to the business that is called Sweat Coin for Good, mm-hmm. where users can actually donate 
their sweat coins to different charities that they care about. So we rotate those in on a weekly uh, basis according to events that might be in the news, for example, Ukraine or, or relevant days, for example, around Pride or you know particular celebration days throughout the year um, and frequently work with brands on those. They might yeah. be sponsored by the brand in order to you know tick a CSR box, but also to have that brand association that the brand wants with those particular charities. So yeah. it's evolved in all these beautiful different directions, which has kept the engagement mm-hmm. and indeed the referral of users to other users very, very strong within the platform and ultimately has resulted in an yeah. audience size of over 120 million users across the globe. My goodness, my goodness. My very next question was going to be to ask you to share some of the incredible scale and statistics, Jessica. So 120 million people clearly bought into this incredible proposition. There was another wonderful statistic as well. In fact, two that I think it would be really um, inspirational again, I suppose, to talk about. Um, And there was so many on your website, actually, when I was doing all of the research the, the next most important one, I think, Jessica, is you quoted for us, I suppose, you know, what kind of behavior change is resulting from people who sign up? Because, again, everyone listening to this show knows there's a certain amount of pain and challenge, you know, involved in getting people to, to buy into an idea. And joining a loyalty program of any sort is exactly the same. But then getting the engagement is totally different. And your engagement, I guess, comes in, I guess, many forms. You've already talked about the marketplace. And I do want to talk about that. But let's first of all, just understand the behavior change that you've measured. Absolutely. So, I mean, our North Star metric is the behavioral change. It's, you know, how many people are moving more as a result of what we do. So the hypothesis originally was that they should, surely, if they're incentivized to do so. That is now borne out in the evidence. So from a lot of research that we've done with our users and indeed independent research that we've done with academics at the University of Warwick, we can demonstrate categorically that a Sweatcoin user moves 20% more post downloading them the app, the app um, and using the app than they did prior to having the app. Now, this is phenomenal and game-changing. And as you might imagine, has, uh, has attracted the interest of people like the NHS um, and health insurance companies, because yeah. that's, that is huge. If everybody in the world were to move only 2,500 steps more than they do now, then the obesity crisis would be solved. It's that dramatic a potential impact that when done at scale. So that 20% more statistic is something that we hold very, very dear um, and continue to research to ensure that we sustain and, and maintain that with the sort of value that we're incentivizing within the product itself. Absolutely. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And any behavior change. And I'm sure there was, you know, all sorts of ideas in advance of launch in terms of what you'd hoped for. I can't imagine anyone would have, you know, stood by and said, we're going to get 20%. So congratulations. Five or 10 would have been good, right? You would have thought we totally. were having some benefit, but 20% is is phenomenal. Absolutely. And the other one then, the marketplace piece, Jessica, um, I did find a statistic, so I'll quote it in case it's not on the tip of your tongue. Users exchanged over $70 million worth of value in quarter one of 2022 alone. 
That's right. So that's equated to the products and services that are actually redeemed within the marketplace. So the value of those products and those cumulative products and services that people spend their sweat coins on. Mm. And I think, uh, although it's not public, I think we have exceeded that and, uh, you know, well on the on course about a quarter of a billion for, for this year. So it's... Yeah. It's hugely exciting. Uh, and obviously, those people that have redeemed the products frequently go on to become long-term customers of those brands. So, you know, the long-term value of a lot of that customer acquisition that's yeah. done through the initial um, trial or purchase of the first product uh, is, is it must be huge, you know, and there's a lot of research to be done to try and understand that. But, um, yeah, you know, we're delighted by what we see. Yeah, yeah. And again, we often say on this show that the redemption really is the moment of truth, because again, with the best will in the world, we can all make promises, you know, no matter how trustworthy a brand might be. But to actually experience a reward um, is just something that I think is critical before you really get the benefits of, you know, all of the referrals and all of, I suppose, the power that those advocates really have. So really exciting. And I'm sure you'll be measuring all of the redemption activity as uh, as the business continues to grow. I guess that the other big area I wanted to ask you about was the partnerships themselves, Jessica. Um, I did read, of course, it is already a profitable business, which is, again, another amazing thing to be able to say for such a young company. And I'm thinking of everybody listening to this show. Um, and as everyone knows, we talk about loyalty, I suppose, particularly as an emotion, um, because it's one thing to have our own loyalty programs, as so many of our audience do. But what kind of ways do you work with partners? And could our audience, for example, get involved with Sweatcoin, do you think? Absolutely. And, and we take each partnership on a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, particularly, as you'd imagine, the more sizable, the more interesting or something that you know, might be new to our audience, which we're very incentivized to, to try and find, particularly as that audience expands mm. internationally um, and across um, you know, different, different demographics. Um, so a typical partnership would involve a, a sort of finite number of uh, products, or if digital, uh, a subscription mm -hmm. um, that can be offered within the marketplace and are made available and effectively run down mm -hmm. by users as they redeem them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, many of those might be um, discounts, um, but exclusive discounts to the platform. Others of them will be the ability to purchase the product outright. You know, we've had vouchers, for example, a £10 voucher that could be bought for sweat coins, or we've had a whole Apple Watch available to be bought or a pair of trainers that could be bought. Um, and other things might be a three-month subscription. Mm. And for example, we, we're, we're very open to um, sort of innovative new types of conversations as well. Mm. You know, we, we recently um, did a test with OkCupid um, to, to see whether there was any overlap between, you know, young singletons who, you know, the theory was, and again, <laughs> we worked on a hypothesis and we were like, those people that care about their health yeah. and are interested within their fitness you think you know there would be a good match between people within that demographic and yeah. maybe together we can work on uh, not only a um a, a customer acquisition drive with okcupid but also a sort of shared communication story about you know the couple that walks together stays together or yeah. 
championing the idea of uh, walking first dates. You know, a lot less pressure than sitting across a table from somebody. You know, you get out into the open, you walk side by side, you know, you can observe yeah. the world around you without that pressure yeah. of who are you and what do you do? And, <laughs> totally. You know, yeah, and somebody that engaged in a lot of online dating in my youth, I thought this is a lovely idea, you know, and, and so it felt like a really natural mm. partnership that we were very proactive about saying that we want to work with a dating partner. We want somebody reputable. We want somebody that, you know, is, is has a good global footprint given where our audience is. Yeah. Uh, and we'd like to test this hypothesis. So, you know, they were able to give us a number of premium subscriptions and, you know, just the idea of being able to buy love or potentially acquire <laughs> your life partner through your steps. Yes. There's just a magic to that story that we really enjoyed. Some things are just much more obvious as you as you could anticipate. You know, somebody wants to uh, launch a new shampoo bar um, mm. and it's an eco bar and it's something different and it's great for travelers and they simply want to expose their products. So we will take a number of those for the marketplace and mm. it provides... We'd like to have something at lots of different Sweatcoin price points in order to yeah. have some things that are very easy to acquire with just a few Sweatcoins. So maybe it's only three or four days worth of steps that mm. enable you to buy a shampoo bar. It might be a year that gets you a gadget or a gizmo. Totally. Um, and yeah. it's important because people are incentivized by very different price points and types mm. of products. And ultimately, you know, they're not paying for this app. So this is something that is free to them. And, and the other thing that we've learned, which is really fascinating, is people value, I guess, what's termed free stuff in very different ways. Mm. It's very different from the actual price point of a product when you're getting something yeah. for free. Gifted. And there's sort yeah. of in, exactly. And you've done it for, under your own steam, perhaps yeah. for something that you would have been doing anyway. Yeah. Um, yet it's given you that little bit of an impetus to um, walk up an up moving escalator mm. rather than stand on it to mm. take the stairs, that two flight of stairs rather than the lift. You yeah. know, so little nudges that yeah. have that have got you that that reward. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the other thing that we've learned is that other people's movement is really valuable to them. For example, your family's movement, mm -hmm. my mother's movement, you know, my mother needs to move more. Yeah. The idea that um, she would have sweat coin and be incentivized by the offers within there mm. is, is almost more important to me than my own movement through yeah. the app. Yeah. Because, you know, she's at such a critical age and, and that health, uh, her health is, you know, is so important to my happiness. Totally, totally. And you've reminded me there as well, Jessica, and I can really imagine for you, your brand partners, I think there's about 600 so far, if I'm if I'm right, yeah? Looking right. at your, your website, some of the stats. What I really feel, just because I worked in partnerships uh, for so many years, is that there's a real, I suppose, halo effect on the partner, you know? So yes, providing the rewards, exposing the product, but that association purely of the feel-good factor is not something that they can probably ever expect by doing a pay-per-click campaign on a social media platform, for example, where there's a whole different business model and the attention and all of that kind of stuff, which sometimes has very negative associations. So I'm guessing the brand partners are just liking that, I suppose, virtuous circle that you're creating for them. I I, I think so. You know, when you've got a, a health, it, we're a health company. Yeah. You know, 
that under the guise of a cool consumer app. Yeah. But ultimately, the vision here is, you know, the health of uh, of families, of communities, of you know, employees. So we have a, a sort of small ring fenced uh, version of our product that big companies can use to incentivize their own employees and, and mm. their health and ultimately of whole societies uh, and economies. So that big vision and the impact behind what we do means that we have a, a bit of an overlap with a CSR agenda, as well as a, a pure brand yeah. and, and marketing and advertising agenda. And I think some of the most interesting companies in this day and age straddle you know that those those areas. There totally. has to be value for the end consumer, of course. But yeah. if the every side feels good about that value and it doesn't feel exploitative. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's win-win all around. Yeah, for sure. And I do think something we've all learned coming out of such a devastating pandemic is that we want to do business with brands that want to have these, again, virtuous types of approach to how they operate. So again, ticking lots of boxes there. And the other bit that I loved, actually, you mentioned, you know, how ambitious the, the company is. And I saw, you know, 120 million already, 1 billion to come. So, my God, you guys are thinking big. What? Well, why not? <laughs> um, yes. In fact, we're thinking bigger. And I mean, and that brings me to, I guess, what next for Sweatcoin uh, and indeed our, our umbrella company, which we term Sweat Economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sweat Economy is very much a nod to a future that we imagine and that we intend to build. Mm. Uh, and that future is one where we know intuitively that our movement has value, but how can we apply an actual value to movement? You know, it's a, it, it was a big philosophy when we started Sweatcoin. It was a hope that, you know, you could actually create monetary value out of movement mm. and we've we've demonstrated that that's possible through sweatcoin but a good way of looking at sweatcoin is like air miles for steps mm. it is an effective loyalty currency it is by by nature a centralized currency that only lives within the sweatcoin app and yeah. yet when the founders started the company back in 2015 their vision was always much bigger than that you know, they were tuned into the direction of travel and the new technologies around Web3 and crypto. Mm-hmm. And indeed the name Sweatcoin, yeah. if you think about it, you know, is a nod to that direction of travel. They always intended that they could create a real actual currency out of movement. The challenge was that the, the Web3 um, protocols and, and the different technologies out there simply weren't um, able to manage very expensive gas fees here and there, not very green, you know, just really inaccessible for everyday people. Mm. Um, and that is changing and has changed very dramatically um and it's and that's why this year is such a tremendously exciting year for the business and you know for me to have got involved because we're finally realizing that initial vision and have this summer launched our crypto token Mm -hmm. uh, called sweat um Mm -hmm. which is a a real currency that now exists um and exists outside of our platform that you can actually walk, literally walk into crypto and through your steps accrue a monetary asset mm. um, that is tradable and exchangeable on, on the broader market. So a very, very exciting time. And that that really is how we see the route to truly mass adoption and the billion people uh, getting involved. Because by opening up 
this ecosystem outside of just our own app by creating a currency that lives and breathes outside. We can work with many more partners, both on the validation of movement, whether it's a Peloton or whether it's a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. You know, there can be other partners come in on the technology side Mm. and there can be other partners that that start to fuel this ecosystem, be it health insurance companies or even governments or health setting from from those companies that contribute to our sedentary lifestyles. You know, we can create a much something that's much bigger than us Mm. by a a decentralized currency that we've birthed, but ultimately want want to take wider than just us. Absolutely. And again, I do love, I suppose, just the, the, you know, various like wonderful kind of innovative ideas. One I saw specifically was called Listen to Earn, where I see you launched, I think it was a beta program, but again, looking to help people understand particularly crypto, because I think we've all known it's got its ups and downs and it's quite a complex topic. I'm still very scared of it. Um, I will be honest, but it seems that you guys are keen to educate people and make it more accessible in terms of how I can get into this world without needing to understand things like gas fees and Ethereum and all those other kind of complex topics. Exactly. I mean, this is why I joined this organization, because I, I've i been a cynic, if I'm honest, about <laughs> everything that I've observed in crypto. It yeah. seems like the worst conflation of kind of tech bros and finance bros that have deliberately come up with a whole language that is inaccessible and nerdy. <laughs> totally. Meme, meme culture, pump and dump and acronyms and yeah. you know, speculation for the sake of it. And I know that there's been a lot of value created there, but if I'm honest, I haven't understood or seen that until this concept, because yeah. ultimately I haven't seen crypto solving everyday people's problems. Mm-hmm. The majority of people do not have a lot of money to invest or speculate in markets of that kind. Yeah. Many people don't even have savings accounts. So yeah. this whole crypto world, which purports to solve banking problems, can. There's a lot of in, there's a lot of exciting things happening in de, in decentralized finance, but it's meaningless to the everyday person without mm. money to or, or knowledge about you know what markets do and how they work and you know without the cash ultimately to invest so it's a very very small minority of people that have been able to play in that field and here is a concept that solves everyday problems you know that gets us moving more that yeah. provides a currency that will feel like a uh, a normal currency that is redeemable in a much simpler user experience way. So a lot of the work that you know we're we're doing at the moment is all about demystifying you know that what crypto means yeah. and and providing rewards for it. I mean, a great way to think of the token that we've developed is like a you cr- effectively creating a savings account with your steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll be rewarded for saving that savings account. So mm-hmm. insurance, uh, sorry, um, interest can be paid on the, the credit that you accrue and you know, that can be spent on rewards very similar to sweat coins um, and or liquidated, you know, uh, uh, in due course should should the user want to do that. So it's, a, yeah, none of the crypto terms matter. Yeah. What are we giving them? And what can they do with it? That's all that matters. Um, totally. And lies, you know, it is a big educational challenge, but you yeah. know, we launched last week and we had the largest ever 
on-ramp of users ever seen in the crypto uh, world. So 13.5 million individuals were airdropped our token on our launch last week. Wow. Which is unprecedented um, and really truly mass market proposition. Yeah. So it's for us to continually educate and build on that um, with, with the right product offering. Wow. My goodness. It's again, truly inspiring. I have to go and figure out all of that stuff and follow it much more closely, Jessica, for sure. My only final question, I guess, for you then for today was just to get a sense of the, um, I suppose, the international um, demographics of your audience. Again, thinking about my audience, uh, brands all over the world, like we're number one listened to in the US, number two in the UK, number three would be Australia. So all English speaking markets, but where is Sweatcoin um, finding its niche most, um, most profitably and effectively? It's changing very rapidly as we speak. For example, we had um, 10 million downloads in Brazil uh, the month before last in one week. Um, So it's really where we turn (laughs) the tax on. I mean, we're strongest within the English language territory. So US um, is, is, I I believe, our largest market still Mm. in terms of actual numbers. The US is very sizable. We're a UK headquartered business. but we are a global business, you know, mm. and we we're very active within Europe. So Europe and the English language territories are probably our strongest. Mm. But as I say, we're, we're experiencing massive growth right now in Latin America and mm. are doing a lot of work as we as we launch the product into Asia as well. So yeah, uh, it really, really is the most global concept that I've ever worked on. Um, and with all the localizations challenges that that brings, but um, yeah. a phenomenal we have a phenomenal growth team mm-hmm. that when we choose to enter a market, they they turn their taps on the viral loops and the referral mechanics that we have means that the average user will bring in another two or three. And we we can see this, this yeah. whole behavior mushroom within different territories. So, and we can, of course, as far as our brand partners concerned, cut, you know, where they expose their product to according to their target yeah. uh, geographies. Wonderful. So listen, that is all of the questions I have for now, Jessica. Um, I really do hope that we can stay in touch, um, you know, because I can see the pace of development that you guys have. So I'm sure we'll need to have regular conversations then just to kind of stay up to date. But was there anything else you wanted to mention uh, for our audience before we wrap up today? I, th- I think you've asked such wonderful questions. Um, I'm not sure I can I can think of much else. I I would I would like to stress really. No, I mean a call as as ever as we've just discussed. You know we're looking for innovative, fun, valuable partnerships for our users. And I think when you've got a a a psychographic, to use a rather pretentious word, rather than a demographic, you know it's one of the challenges we have as a company is that we are. Uh, applicable and valuable to everybody. Mm. And I was always told as a marketer that the worst thing you can possibly do is provide something for everyone as opposed to, you know, have a specific, and yet it works because, you know, our our users will congregate in their little friendship groups within the app. You know, we Mm. provide a very diverse range of rewards, but what about the psychographic, you know, that OkCupid example I gave, you know, we're really, really interested in how we can, frankly, make walking sexy again. Yeah. 
you know, there's got to be really lovely creative ways in which partners can work with us to do that. And we can both benefit from the fun that we can create around the most easy and the most accessible way that we can think about improving our personal health. Wonderful. Well, listen, with your permission, then if it's okay, Jessica, I will just put a link to your LinkedIn profile in our show notes, if that's okay, because I do hope lots of people are going to reach out now and see if there's uh, innovative, exciting, and dare I say it, sexy ways uh, to work with you. So with all of that said, Jessica Butcher, Acting Chief Marketing Officer at Sweatcoin and the Sweat Economy. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. It's been a pleasure. This show is brought to you by the Australian Loyalty Association, the leading organization for loyalty professionals in Asia Pacific. Visit their news and content hub for the latest loyalty insights from around the world. Or why not submit your own article for publication? For more information on their loyalty services and networking opportunities, visit australianloyaltyassociation.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.